0: Thunder
1: yourselves i am jimmy george i am a full-time script consultant and a screenwriter and i am jamie nash screenwriter and i am bob rose i'm an independent filmmaker a loaf of a human being and a podcaster Wow. <laughs> i feel like insulting myself anyway uh today we're going to talk about a little think piece um <laughs> ma- yeah. made by kathleen kennedy called solo yeah. Oh,
2: that's how you pronounce that. I thought yeah. it was Sulu. 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 Yeah. That would be, be
1: good. Awesome. <laughs> that would be a good double feature if the Solo, Paramount Sulu. gets off the test. The, the Sulu. <laughs> right, and Solo versus Sulu. Sulu. <laughs> Sulu. <laughs> so, uh, before we get, we're not going to talk about uh, a lot of the errata surrounding this movie, yeah. which we could for hours, and right. we're not going to. The fandom and the, I mean, the box office, obviously we can note that, it sure. didn't do the business that they thought. I think it still made a lot of money, though. It made $150 million
3: its
2: first week. It made Justice League money. <laughs>
1: hey, man. i I'll mean, take it. It, it, it. And it probably costs around what Justice League did to marketing and stuff. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more than what it made. I, yeah. I
2: think one thing that I note, not that this is a screenwriting thing at all, but I, I feel like this movie, because of the type of movie it was, cost too much. Agreed. I think, I think they should have spent Deadpool money on this. Didn't least, they
3: say it was the most
1: expensive yeah, Star Wars movie? Yeah, but <laughs> that's just crazy. That's insane. Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah it's,
2: it feels like it should be the 125 million dollar Star Wars movie, not the 300 million. Right. Star Honestly, Wars Jamie, movie. I'd argue right. 80. I wouldn't go yeah. above 80. Stem make movies for 80 anymore. Franchise. I mean, what was Deadpool? Deadpool was 125. What was that 100, the ins- second one? That, the sequel. That's insane
1: that that's considered a mid budget now. Yeah, what that's that's kind of normal. Anyway, we're going to talk about we're. It's good to know, but we're going to talk about the script, Yeah, the script, because yeah. we're not that podcast. I'm, and and
3: I, I think there's a lot to learn from it personally. I, I do, it. I do. Yeah. Well, who
1: wrote it? I think everybody pretty much knows from those clickbait. Yeah. But we're going to talk about it. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Kazden boys. Kazden boys.
3: Did he used to and go by from Jake, and now movie. he goes by Jonathan? Did he change his name? Did he change to Jonathan? I, I thought didn't... I thought his name was Jake. No, you're thinking. Uh, Hold on. Is there another writer I named think there's Jake? A, no, there's, a, there's
1: another director named that. Oh, that's where I'm mixing them. You're up. just mixing up some I was first like names. Casdens, yeah, no. the Casdens. So the Casdens wrote this. Uh, obviously, uh, he wrote Empire. Yeah, I mean, well, he I wrote. Mean,
3: he's he's written the majority of what we love about of us the so great much. ones. Yeah. Yeah, the great like, ones. He knows the character better than any other writer like living.
2: I think he was brought into consult on force awakens uh, yeah for the
1: solo. No, he's, did
2: he, he get he's, credit he's co-writer on force awakens
1: yeah i'm almost yeah i'm almost probably positive yeah. it's jj right. abrams right. and right. and yeah.
3: yeah and um and he said you he came correct, on sir. first they offered him solo before he did anything with that's force right awakens. I, I remember that so solo is what right. hooked him back into the star wars universe because he was done with it but he had this opportunity to tell the beginning and then he ended up telling the ending. So what perfect way he told the ending and then he told the beginning. That's of so the weird. Yeah, right? Who I, After all this after time. After all this time. It's weird ever... to think that
1: in the 70s, you told
2: the middle.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so <laughs> odd.
2: I, uh, so I'll ask you both a tough question. This is probably a question you're not going to have an answer to. Who is your favorite screenwriter, but writer-directors don't count? Ooh.
1: my favorite screenwriter ever of all, you know, I thought star Wars. Just, just ever. Did Bob Gale write, I mean, direct anything?
2: I don't know, but I, like, <laughs> like I, gave me no, I honestly, uh, <laughs> like if you said Lawrence Kasdan, which a lot of people do, I would give that credit, even though he did direct things. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I love know,
3: the movies he's directed. Yeah.
2: Not Tarantino, for
3: example, yeah, like a lot of people
2: dance answer yeah. that.
1: Tarantino. Just writer, something. right?
2: Just think of them. Uh, think of their, Projects that they just wrote yeah. so things they didn't direct who's your favorite screenwriter and and think of their body of work in that sense
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's a tough question it is a tough
1: question because, my mind is filled with 36 years of bullcrap yeah.
2: the reason think. the reason I ask it is because Ed, Lawrence Kasdan would be the guy that came to mind for me except that he directed some things yeah but yeah. the things he didn't direct like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Empire Dude, he Strikes came Death.
3: out of the gate with three classics. I mean, see, it's... you
1: guys are you're, you're you're in the clouds. Mine would probably be a comedy right. person. Right. Yeah. I might yeah, say yeah. like Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson or sure. something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if I really yeah. dig in deep, it's yeah. gonna be like a a more personality based comedy writer instead right, of a genre right, right. writer. Yeah. For me. So.
3: Yeah. No, he came out of. I mean, what was it? It was Raiders. I mean, you got it in front of you, like
2: yeah. It's uh, so right out of the gate, he. I think he was working on Continental Divide. Okay. Which they saw him and they liked his work on Continental Divide, yeah. and that's why they they hired him on Empire Strikes Back, which is which is strange. Um, Raiders as well. I I read something back. recently when I was we were doing poltergeist research. I don't know if he was, they tried to get him for Poltergeist or one of the, it was one of those movies Spielberg tried to get wow. him. Wow. Okay. But he was already busy on Empire or something. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, the, I don't know if the timelines line up for that. Uh, and then after that, he kind of went off and did his directing career, even though Body Heat was his huge, yeah, you know, that, that, was was, huge, that was huge thing. Yeah. 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 And especially for its time, and it kind of reinvigorated the noir yeah. uh, kind of thing again. The Big Chill. God, he's just got so many in the uh, beginning. Underrated movie that I loved as a kid. Silverado. I love Silverado's Silverado. great. Yeah. 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 A lot of people haven't seen it. Uh, you went back to that with Wyatt Earp a few years later. The Bodyguard he wrote. I did not I just know watched that. that the other yeah. day.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I actually did not know he wrote The
1: Bodyguard. Yeah. Okay. I? I
2: think he did a long time ago, and it took many years, years for to be it it. made. And I, I can't remember who was originally cast in it, but it was somebody different. Um. And then after that, his career kind of went on, almost like slightly more adult. Yeah, you know? definitely. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, now I'm looking at it, it's like Mumford. He wrote. Yeah, uh, that's fun. The, the comedy movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh Dream Dreamcatcher. He he. Yeah, uh, he's he on
1: that with a bunch of other people. Yeah. 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 I kind of like Dreamcatcher, even though it's a mess. <laughs> it's like a fun mess to
2: me. I like the concept. Too much. It's like a fun a mess. mess. It's a fun mess. <laughs> um, and then and then that kind of brings us to today. Yeah. Is this he is your answer? He would be. Okay, and I have a hard time. Coming I don't up know, with that man. Answer.
1: I think I just figured out who I who I should
2: say. Whew. Ed Newmar. Ed Newmyer. So what? What are your favorite movies of Ed Newmar? Jamie. What? I, I RoboCop. RoboCop and um, Starship Troopers. Okay. Oh, yes. I mean, like, okay. yeah. What else do that, you need? See, that's the <laughs> That's the one weird thing with the, your favorite screenwriter is usually it's two movies. It's not uh, five or six. I'm pretty sure he worked yeah. on Total Recall, didn't he?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'd I would have know. to actually look that up. I don't actually know. I, it's a hard question. Because yes. yeah. I, I
2: love RoboCop. I'm less of uh, uh, Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers, so that's why I asked. I was well, like, even, maybe there was another I one I didn't say know it
1: about more almost for Starship Troopers. Honestly, because that, to me that's more of a meta subversive movie, even yeah. so than RoboCop. No,
2: people love it. I just, yeah. I'm, I, just I'm like not as uh, much into it.
1: like that tone that he obviously was great at. Mm-hmm. I really dig that. There's like, a
3: guy named Bruce Joel Rubin. Do you know, mm-hmm. he, he wrote Ghost and Jacob's Ladder back to back. That's a hell of a, a one. Ghost is a there. weird movie. You know, you, you who know, know, directed that? that
1: it's right? Great structure. Um, uh, Jerry Zucker. I did not know that. Jerry Zucker <laughs> directed. Ghost. That's why there's all
2: the fart jokes.
1: <laughs> Isn't that weird? Isn't that a weird one? That's that, that's like that, and uh, the fact that Leonard Nimoy directed Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, that it's is a- awesome. Those are always the
2: two that I, we'll I be Goldberg thought she was in for a different movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but um, <laughs> this is gonna be like an Airplane for next generation. <laughs>
2: but so
3: so so with the uh, with Solo, do you think? Okay, for when I when I when I, when I heard about all the drama. That we're not going to touch upon with Lord Miller, all that I was like, Oh, that's such a bad Like, Why did Disney do that after seeing the movie and then being reminded that we were in the hands of the storytellers who know Han Solo better than anyone? It made sense to me. And And what I imagined, I don't, I didn't read up
2: that. And and when that happened, Kirsten was always the person interviewed, like they were always getting quotes. Like he was involved in the decision to fire the directors. Yeah, it's almost like a showrunner position. Yeah, You know, He almost had the pseudo showrunner position.
3: And do um, you think they treated it that way?
2: I, it's hard to, it's hard to know, but he definitely is given a, in Kathleen Kennedy's mind and keep in mind, remember what I said about, he was like on Poltergeist. Kathleen Kennedy was on Poltergeist. Right. He has a long history right. with right. Kathleen yeah, Kennedy. Trust. There's trust. Right, there. right. There's trust there. And, and, respect. When, and when, when he comes and says, Hmm, I'm not sure about what's going on here. Yeah, uh, I'm sure she listens. Yeah. You know? and that, so you
1: think they were actually like corrupting the character to a point where you wasn't comfortable with that comedy, had to I
3: be guess. What, yeah. That had to be what happened.
2: I, there's part of me that it's a wonders, lot of speculation, but- Yeah, there's part of me that wonders if it was just more their process. Because the one thing Ron Howard did say, he said the script didn't change. He said the script was the same script. Right. He was using the same script they were using. So to me I'm I'm almost wondering if it was more the process. Yeah, the you improv. I, yeah. I
3: that's what I what I imagine is they were really happy with the script like everybody involved mm-hmm. and then Casden was seeing what was actually being shot compared to what they wrote and was like fuck like this is this is changing the characters right, so origins the tone that we've put so much effort. It's into.
2: real. It's really a tonal question. Yeah,
3: tone. Yeah, yeah. We're, which we're talking just
2: getting into. Yeah. Tone. Yeah. I mean, well, how do you represent tone in a script? Oh
3: Have my you... gosh, it's such a tough question. Well, it's it's less for me about how it's about a balance, and with this, I don't think I'll, everyone I know. Not everyone I know. A lot of people I know who dislike this movie. They do have tonal issues with it, and I, I think they think it changes tone and becomes too self-aware at every one of the Easter eggs, which mm-hmm. I disagree with. I, I think it matters. The performance matters, and that's less of a script thing and more of a performance thing. And, uh, I mean, of course the script informs the performance, but every time uh, anyone in the movie is doing an Easter egg information, like, oh, I'm going yeah, to have even... to give you a nickname. Yeah, right. It doesn't become like I'm gonna give you. No one's looking I, at the at I, the camera. Like I'm gonna give you a I, nickname, yeah. right? I right. would
2: also say though that this story is less tonally serious than say Rogue One right. or Game of Thrones. That right. it can support a little winky wink. Yeah, every it's now and fun. There. It keeps yeah.
3: it
1: fun. It's from... not a. So, it's not a heavy movie. It's yeah. not heavy, right? No. Which I think has thrown many people off because mm-hmm. we're used to heavy. Right. Recently. We're used to Destiny.
3: Recently,
1: yeah. Yeah. Right, well, when you come back, you always yeah. got to go heavy with the yeah, nostalgia yeah. and the lore. And but it, it just
3: feels, doesn't have I think, that. tonally, it's more in line with the first one. I think it feels more like the first Star Wars than any of the other movies. A new hope. Yeah, a new, mm-hmm. sorry, a new hope, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, both are right. Episode, You're both right. Episode mm-hmm. four, yeah. but
3: episode four. from, a, from, a, from a, a teaching standpoint, I'm not sure how to conceptualize how you start with tone, but what I know what you don't do, and mm-hmm. that is... You suddenly change like into a different movie from scene to scene right and for instance i'll give you an example of two things that i uh encounter all the time i get a lot of horror comedies and we'll have a scene that opens the story and it's hilarious right it's gory but it's also hilarious right and then 75 pages there's not a single moment of levity and then the last 10 pages it's as just as hilarious as the first 10 pages were, right? So you have this crazy imbalance. It's like, it feels like two different movies, even though they're both horror movies, the genre is aligned, but the tone is not aligned. And I, what I, that's like something that, I constantly see in scripts where people get the genre right, right? Mm-hmm. It constantly stays, it's a family drama, right? It mm-hmm. constantly says family drama, but then occasionally like all of a sudden they'll break the fourth wall. Right. For no reason, right? And it's just like one line in the script that breaks the fourth wall and it's
1: like a complete tonal that doesn't work, right? Unless you're like some kind of insatiable artist that's trying to say something. Yeah,
0: that, right.
2: Yeah. yeah, but yeah, on yeah. That, there yeah. are some movies that purposefully tonal shift few movies that's a stick though yeah i would do it
1: on purpose
3: right because it's
1: like what you know but yeah yeah, yeah. but uh,
3: uh, and another example yesterday i was reading a script that was a Columbine-esque drama. Okay, right. Mm. Lots so, of yuck yucks there. Yeah, <laughs> lots of yuck yucks. <laughs> all the three stooges stuff. Uh, there. Ooh, everything boy. was played very, very grounded. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone was behaving very real. There was minimal dialogue. Every all the drama was handled the way that it should be if you're doing making a grounded yeah, reality drama. Yeah, respectful. Right. Then all of a sudden, there is a seven-page dialogue scene ah. where the where the mother is talking to the teenage children who are dealing with this. And it's just seven pages of dialogue of her talking to her kids about uh, all the hardships of living a life where people don't care about you. And it turned into a public service announcement. It Mm. was like a completely different Mm. movie. It was like all of a sudden. So there's a slippery slope there because
2: even though it was still dramatic, it changed into a different type of movie. I I used to always talk about tone. I do a lot of co-writing and I work with directors and stuff. I always like to establish what the tone is with my collaborators. And the way I tend to do it is I make a scale. I've actually sent my scale out. My scale, there's one scale I always say, Batman, you could base on a tone. Because you have, on one hand, you have the Adam West Batman. And maybe that's at a one on your scale. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Christopher Nolan that might be a nine. Mm-hmm, and, you right. know, it's super serious. And Tim Burton's in the middle there. Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher comes at about a four, you know, whatever. yeah, yeah. And I like to establish that. That meter, you know, with yeah. my this is when I work with collaborators. But I find if you do that for yourself, you know where you're going. You can yeah. say, Am I Joel Schumacher or am I Christopher Nolan right. or I'm somewhere mm-hmm. trying to? You weave can't it mix way. it though. Yeah, and you if you keep asking yourself that question, it might help you for what you put into the script. What you put in the scripts is a big deal though cuz tone can be established in a screenplay it can be in the action description right. if you get too jokey or winky winky or shane blacky right. maybe that doesn't work for your Schindler's List screenplay <laughs> right your voice but, doesn't yeah but it might yeah. work for your cool lethal weapon funny movie it
3: matters the nar- the narrative voice matters yeah, yeah. the tone and and, the
2: and on the voice. flip side you could help represent tone for your comedy movie by being a little fun in the action and things like that too yeah. without getting carried away or being a little light like you're you know in a good mood
3: yeah I think that's a really good point that the tone is even reflected in the narrative itself in the disc- yeah. action descriptions yeah, yeah. And,
2: and then characters dialogue always is the big I think that's what you were talking about a lot of stuff with the characters and things oh yeah but also in spe- they have to be in you, the same movie right? yeah, they have to be in what, the same what movie what you
3: end up having a lot of times is you've got everybody's in the same movie and then you have that one character that's yep. in a completely different. It movie. can
1: work sometimes. if it's played for like they're they're if like it's the, the outlaws. They are yeah, the weirdo, intention. but it's, yeah. it's the examples it's not, I'm talking look, about are like the, not supposed the, be yeah. that smart. The droid
2: in this movie, for example, it's in is, a kind of, like, is yeah. in a different movie. Different is in a different movie. It's very preachy and
1: like on the tone thing. Yeah, um, from my perspective, as I've always approached it, is it's a sliding scale of humor, mm-hmm. just yeah. amount. And uh, reality. Yeah, yeah, that's That's a good example. It's really just a matter of like either you know like one is Schindler's List and then ten is Airplane, and that's really and sometimes
2: it's not purely humor. Sometimes it's just a stylized universe where I say that I
1: mean like it's not just jokes and gags. I mean like the actual reality of the movie.
2: Right. You know, is
1: it is it is it a joke? Is it a parody? You know, right. you know it's what? It's scary.
2: almost yeah. like the level of artificialness. And that's not a bad thing to say. Some like a trauma
1: movie it, versus I talk like, about yeah, it as yeah, self awareness. Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm.
3: a self awareness even within the characters in the story. Yeah. And yeah, like does this does this. <laughs> we movie... can bring up Deadpool, the movie yeah, that I is mean,
2: making yeah. more box office <laughs> yeah. than this. D- no, well, is a great you know. example. Deadpool yeah. is a great example of something that, you know, finds its crazy tone and, and goes in all different directions. So but still
1: manages to find heart. It does. Yeah, and, and it's levity with extreme like sadness too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
2: there's one one detail that came to me when I was thinking about this tone question was because tone is often in the details. Like there's some if you put really specific details like how you decorate your room or or what you're talking about in your action descriptions and something. But this is a very subtle or small one that I was thinking about on the way over here. Um what's what's Amelia Clark's name in this? Kira Kira. Kira. Yeah. Um so, her character, at one point, she meets up again with Solo, and she's like, you wouldn't want to know the things I've had to do to, you know, find yeah. myself here. And there's a couple ways you can go with that. If you're Game of Thrones, she probably slept her ways through the brothels of Tatooine. Right. You know?
1: I took it as murder straight up. And now I yeah. took it,
2: I think, in that movie, because it was vague, I think you kind of think she had to kill people. Right, she, she had killed to do some something. People. If she... If you got specific with I had to slept my way through Job of the hut's brothel, it would have been a different movie. It, it would, would have, have been changed. the dark, yeah. You know, so it's those specifics that I think I yeah, think are the keys. That's a good point. Well, yeah, th- that's th-
3: another comment on your scale. It mm-hmm. would just instead of be like your Batman scale, it's like how explicit are we getting with the you know even. Also, just-
1: I I think there's something you said too is tone also separates for me obviously with characters versus um the movie itself. You know, like for instance, I guess in this movie, like Donald Glover has his own, as Lando has his own tone, yeah, but yep. it doesn't ever challenge the reality of the movie. Not at all. You can yeah. have a, an insane, goofy, oh, totally, weird character. totally, right. So the movie, I don't want to I don't want to make it sound actually like you has can't. kind of a dire tone throughout the whole thing. I mean, they obviously were even trying to light it like that. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. feels like kind of a uh, it's a fun movie, but it feels like it's rather well. There's primal stakes to, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, But it's down to earth. It's not silly. No, you know, and I not I, at I, all. I, we you know we wanted to talk a little, but if if Lord Miller stayed, I guess that's exactly what they want. They were actually making the film itself of maybe a little bit more garish. I think maybe so. Maybe a little bit more cartoony. Maybe yeah. there'd be you know some sound effects in there that they wouldn't like. Some improving they wouldn't like. <laughs> you know what i'm saying the movie yeah. itself it, you're saying a characters.
2: jar jar tone? no
1: i'm just <laughs> i mean no let's be honest though like the end of phantom menace jar jar becomes a cartoon character yeah. out of nowhere in he, a movie that didn't really yeah. kind of have that yeah he, he doesn't fit he man, doesn't you know. fit and that's if, why people fucking. Hate him, if right? this yeah. movie
3: had tonally chosen to make fun of itself which it doesn't do right then it. I don't think it would have worked. And in my mind, I'm just that's, making yeah. assumptions. That's what was happening.
2: That's what we've seen from them before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not, it, in way, not in a bad. They're not in a bad way it at all. Fit yeah, this they're material. two of my favorite working yeah, I filmmakers. Love I no, love em. them. But it's, it's kind of like the Jack Black Green Lantern movie we always wanted to see. That's a different movie. It doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Right. It doesn't mean it's worse than the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. <laughs> right. It's just a different movie. different. Yeah.
3: And, and I do agree. Like they probably were. They were, tw- they were tweaking it in a way that it was making fun of itself. I mean, probably. it couldn't be more apparent what happened. I mean, they yeah.
1: hired the guy. They hired the old man who made Willow <laughs> for Lucas right. to replace the, the new kids in town that are making the big comedy movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's exactly, yeah, it, it proves it's, exactly what they it's want. Like it's like if minute. you
2: hired Zucker to direct Ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing. We were talking about this. He also did Dragonfly, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Jerry Zucker, man, yeah, he had that's a weird such an career. an interesting career. But, but uh, I mean, do you guys think that affected the box office and the bombing? With that tone, do you think the tone would have no, been more successful? I, don't
2: think... I I don't really have an answer for the box office bombing thing. I I mean my only answer is that it's a smaller, you know, it's the Ant Man level. Like I said, the Deadpool Yeah. and Deadpool made a ton of money. So but it's the smaller movie, it should make smaller money, it's more closed. Um maybe, It's not
1: dire, you don't need it. Yeah. I and yeah.
2: exactly. And I don't even right. think well, I'm not, not saying, I'm not saying any. a
1: movie needs to ha- have to have a reason to exist, yeah. but you don't need this to understand the episodes no. right. of no. Star Wars no. No. at
2: it, all. After I came out, I said it reminded me of like if I had picked up a really good solo graphic novel. Exactly. Yeah, and Jamie, you always define shit, like, shit the best. When you said that to me, I was like, that makes so
1: much sense. Well, yeah,
2: it it's feels like
3: the, universe. the
1: most. There were these uh, Han Solo adventures
3: when you were a kid. Yeah, Um, Yeah. adventures at the Most Eyes League Cantina and things Mm -hmm. like that, and I loved those. And to me, it felt like everything I always wanted out of those Mm -hmm. realized.
1: I'll just come out and say it: like this is better. I I was not. I'm any. I love Indiana Jones to death. It's like my favorite thing ever. But I, I never was a big fan of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And this is just that. <laughs> yeah. But better. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This is the Young Han Solo Chronicles, <laughs> and it's better than that. Well, they, there's, they already they did that. There's no
2: Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah.
1: I know. I just didn't. It's not rewatchable. I've tried. But like, okay, so what. <laughs> I all. I've so tried. So what, okay.
3: what did you like
2: about, what did you guys like about the movie? Jamie, only we go. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot that I liked about it. When I was originally watching it, what I was really struck by um, were the action scenes, like the moment-to-moment action scenes. I think yeah. they do a really good job so of the pacing. The pacing, oh, yeah. But but actually, like the work inside the slug yes. lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I think that can be very informative to me as a screenwriter. Uh, you have to write that stuff. That stuff is written. Like a lot of people think. You don't write it, you just write they fight. Yeah. And then the stunt coordinator comes in and takes over. And I hate when people say that. I hate <laughs> when people say, I don't like to I don't want to do all that because that's the director's job. What this movie does is it does a great job. One of the key tools I think you can use, and this is a William Martell, the guy we like to talk about. Love William Martell. Um, he calls them rug pulls. And rug pulls are just moments of good news, bad news. Yep. Good news, bad news. Back and good forth. news, bad news. And if you just look at like that first action sequence, that one that opens it up, and I'm doing this from memory, so I apologize. You can help me out. Yeah. Now let you know. Like he shows up with the coaxium or whatever. Yeah. And it's a it, it's a fake out and he's trying to trick uh the monster, the boss, whatever yeah, that thing yeah. is, figures it out. So yeah. good news, uh I'm going to trick. Bad news, uh nope, I know what you're up to. Good news. I have a thermal detonator. Bad news. It's that's, a rock. That's BS. It's a rock. <laughs> yeah. Good news. I throw it through the window. <laughs> you know, the it breaks. Yeah. The sunlight. Yeah. We can escape. Bad news. They're on our, on our ass like, <laughs> coming out after us. And it keeps going on and on. And when you write action scenes, it's just a chain of this good news, bad news, good yeah. news, bad news. If you do it right. Yeah. If you see a lot of, and I'm sure you see this, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of new screenwriters don't do that. They Not just do all. the good news. It's just, it's just like, it's just for he progression. Stirs a rock, he gets in the car, he runs out the it's door. Just know, it's just for progression. Nothing backwards. It's a ever. simple thing to do, yeah. but you have to force yourself to do it. And if you of Spielberg's look, a master of that. I mean, the indie
1: movies are that. Absolutely. absolutely. The indie movies yeah. are absolutely that. Exactly. And if
2: you look at that whole action sequence, whether he's in the land speeder and he gets trapped by the walls, closing in on him, yeah. or I don't know if it's a land speeder, whatever they call it, the speed, you know. um, And then even to the end, where good news I'm going to get through the door bad news she gets stuck behind me it it even ends on a good news bad news good news bad news yeah. it keeps going and going like yeah. that so yeah. that that was the one thing when I was sitting there was like this is does a, it did a really good job of this between the slug lines. oh
3: totally sequence. and it, every single one of the sequences has like major forces of antagonism major things that they have to overcome you know that are defined at the beginning and that are consistently throwing co- like complications at them that they have to like the bad that cause the bad news, mm-hmm. you know from beginning to end. And it's a really good, um, yeah, I agree completely. There, the this movie like Indiana Jones it it shares a lot with Indiana Jones. It's in a it. it's better very... indie
1: movie than Indie Four.
3: There you go absolutely i mean 100 yeah. percent. it's very
1: better. serialized it's, yeah it's it's, it's it's a bunch of mini movies it's old school in the pulp. best way it, it's like i can understand why some of our younger friends don't like it because <laughs> it is like an old school pop serial yeah. type of thing we, and should, we it, should just
2: you know. jump to that because we were going to talk about that and we can talk yeah, about yeah. everything we like story wise but it's actually it's actually when i was sitting there and i'm always doing this um i'm thinking about you our podcast listeners i'm trying to break the movie down into three acts or something and this was one I had trouble breaking into. True, three acts, or it, 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 it is three acts. You could it has do it, them. Yeah. but I think it's more because it's serialized. It's, I so serialized. It, it's, it's. I have the same trouble, maybe breaking down a Indiana Jones movie or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but what this does really break down well into is this thing that you just mentioned this mini movie method as Chris Soth calls it, or as as it was originally called the sequence method. The sequence method. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it before, but I thought maybe because this one oh, breaks down perfect so well, for it. we yeah. could, we could go into it a little deeper. Um, the sequence method is a method that basically breaks a movie down to eight mini movies. And the interesting uh, thing about it is back in the day, like when I'm saying 1930s Hollywood <laughs> right. or whatever, they used to, break the movies down to reels and they roughly mm. were analogous to eight reels so they you know those what's I'm trying to think of some famous uh, Hollywood studio mogul uh, <laughs> he'd be like we Louis, got Louie Louis B. Louis Mayer Louis, Louis he'd be chomping yeah, on a cigar <laughs> saying you know we got a problem in reel six you know yeah. he wouldn't be saying act two he'd be they, they talked reels right. back then yeah the sequence method kind of breaks that down in a screenplay format. that yeah. um so if you want to, I mean, we could break this one down. Super. Yeah, quick. I
3: got I got them broken down, and and I so so I have very few negative things to say about this movie, and but one of them is about this sequence method, and that is, I actually think it has nine sequences, okay. and it has really? one too many. Okay. Okay. So the first one is. Uh, and 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 we talked about this in the Avengers one. Um, how to really construct a good mini movie is to give each of these sequences a central story question, mm-hmm. right? So it's yep. got one mm-hmm. dramatic question, and it's a visual goal. It's always the same. When you have a story question, it needs to be answered visually, right? One so, question per uh,
1: per sequence. Per sequence. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. So yeah. okay, so so
3: so the first sequence is Will Han and Kira. And then it's Han, whatever. Right. Will Han and Kira escape Corellia um, to basically escape enslavement, right? And mm-hmm. they get to the border. He does, she doesn't. So, no. that, so yeah. So, but it, but it's yes, answered. No. Yes, yeah. no. That's yeah. all that matters. It yeah. doesn't have to be yes, yes or no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But by,
2: by the way, that's kind of a rug pull. so you can yeah. see where the mini movie inside of that is. The good news, bad news. Right. Well, if you string these together, they tend to be good news, bad news as well.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and you can do, you do that. like chunks, they alternate between the chunks. Yeah. yeah. They tend to. Good, yeah. bad, good, bad. Good, mm-hmm.
3: bad. Okay. So the second one is um, Han joins the Empire, right? And so the entire next 10-minute chunk of the movie is about Han and the Empire, mm-hmm. right, in that warfare. Um, and he, he, we know that he joins it to become a pilot. Why does he become a pilot? To fly back. To, to fly back. So there's another yeah. central story question. And that is, will Han escape the empire? Um, and, and they give him a re- how to do that is by convincing Beckett to join his crew so he has an objective we meet Beckett like one minute into that warfare sequence and then his entire objective for that sequence amidst getting like getting up and, sle- chewy, getting, and chewy will but, Beckett take him but will he yeah. convince Beckett to take him to escape the empire right but it's all to get
2: to that main goal to get back to Corellia, so right. that that goal by the way this might be where you and i differ on our sequence and i didn't do it necessarily the time well like this we're I, differing oh I, well, I have a feeling i lumped the next sequence in with this one like ah. i put them as a big chunk like Will he be able to buy his ship to get off the planet? Ah, and then when the heist fails. Or, gotcha. So gotcha. that's probably where. you I and
1: think, I, think I, would I, I, I fall more in line with Jimmy. Yeah, than you're that. probably yeah, right. I, I, yeah. I was doing
2: mine more. I'm not running. arguing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm could not be.
1: arguing. <laughs> I just feel like that's where I would break it up, mm-hmm. is gotcha. where you're saying no, It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Mine, so was, it, mine was a bit long you know why that and that's just chunk. because of how the movie presented it because yeah, when the, they get it on presented it they're it. like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yes. a moment of victory it's a huge moment where they're of victory. celebrating well, because so. he
3: becomes a deserter at that point it also and that's his character yeah. it, it is also the
1: moment in history of this franchise where Chewie now owes him the life debt yeah. And right. so it's a big well, moment. Well, they, they
3: define a bunch of moments like that. He okay. saves his they life do, like three
1: times in the but movie. But this is the first time <laughs> I feel like he's where Chewie's like, oh, he's not full of complete shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Also, good call.
2: also, sequence breaks often what you see is they have location changes. Yep. Huge locations. So that sounds like a lot That's a good point. Change. And with, yeah. the, with
1: a galaxy spanning franchise it's really easy to break things up yeah
2: and especially when you're serialized like if you look at the indiana jones movies almost every sequence is like some new new spot (laughs) spot. for that map yeah well that's (laughs) a good no it's a good it's a good
3: teaching thing
2: though the major location shifts change Mm -hmm. the sequence yeah if you're breaking your movie and inherently you have like these location changes that might be where your sequence yeah because a lot of i mean a lot of
3: the big popcorn flicks like we talk about one of the requirements is
2: Eight big set pieces you yeah. know what i mean you have get well, your eight set pieces that define the movie the, the sequence know, like... method is almost like an eight-part web series with a cliffhanger yeah in between each part that's great that's great, I, sort of that's great. Yeah, yeah. I love that oh keep going oh keep, keep going, going on yeah
3: okay. so this so c so this you lumped these together but i think you're so, right though so, I think okay i'm convinced so I'm convinced. c is the train heist sequence and so they, they set up exactly, they, they make visual goals. They're like, here's what we're going to do. They give a, 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 its own little uh, preparing to storm the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, with the campfire the campfire. Yeah, the campfire. campfire. That they they yeah. tell exactly what they want to do. They, they tell the audience, here's what we're trying to do. And the question also, becomes, the will... most
1: character work they've done in oh, the movie yeah. so far. it's great.
3: Right. Um, and they say, will they successfully steal the coaxium? It's mm-hmm. as simple as that to, from the, from the, the train. And so that's the entire sequence is... Uh, yeah, they steal it, but they don't end up being able to take it home with them, right. and they lose almost their entire crew in the process. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yes so, and no. That's another rug yeah, pull. Another good news, bad news. Also, like, yeah. now, I'm just – I'm I'm new to this, the rug, yes. rug pull. <laughs> but would a rug pull be the, the uh, in, injection of the other marauders? I forget their names. That's a – I mean, that's a surprise. They, they were unexpected. Yeah, the pirates.
3: Yeah, well, they talked about them, though. They introduced them – I wish they had introduced them visually – but they, at the campfire, they bring up the possibility of them arriving. Of them arriving, So okay. you're
2: expecting... But, but even, I think it is a good point that there's a scene where it's like, oh, this is going to be easy. Because they kind of oh, get here to are the, the point, marauders. and then yeah. the thing show up,
1: and it's like, what wait, there's more? Yeah. There okay. But, yeah, good
2: news is, we're going to do this. It's working. Bad news is, oh, the marauders are We here. have to this fight a, these other this motherfuckers. movie, in a lot of
1: ways, has, is like, if Speed was a space movie... <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it just keeps th- things keeps. often pile on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like hard in, in great ways. Yeah. yeah, no, in good oh, ways. Yeah. It's a compliment to the movie. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. complimenting it.
3: I had never really thought about it that way. It's like it's speed like and it's space. like three or
1: four speed sequences. <laughs> if you if you just made mini speeds, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, weird reference, but no, it's a good one. Speeds a greatly constructed movie. So I love yeah. Speed. yeah piano um okay so so that's the
3: third one the train high sequence will they successfully steal the coaxium and yes and no you know yes but they didn't okay so the so the fourth one sequence d is now they got to go to dryden voss and uh Mm -hmm. and the question is basically about survival with this one. It is, will they convince Dryden to allow them to live and make it up to them by delivering the original thing they promised? Just which say, is do they get
1: a second chance? Yeah, do they get a second do chance? Second chance, yeah, yes yeah, or no? Yeah. yeah. Yes.
3: Yes, they do. Yes, and it's yeah. answered visually, right? Right. Okay. And, and you'll notice about each of these things, they have their own individual stakes, right? right? And they have their mm-hmm. own div- individual antagonism. You know, that's defined at the beginning and at the end, like, and they have to overcome the complications that those antagonists give them. Okay. So at that midpoint, that's like a really solid midpoint at the end of that sequence. The entire movie becomes defined in that midpoint. And they everything that comes after, they simply say it at the very end of that sequence. I was like, Whoa, this is the rest of the movie so clearly said in one single line by Dryden Voss. They have to get us they have to get a fast ship. They have to steal the coaxial from Kessel. They have to refine it on refine
2: it on Saverine and then they have to deliver it back to Dryden Voss. And and by the way, in in a different structure, that would be the break into Act. Into Act Two, right? right? But <laughs> the, the problem is it comes really late in this movie, right. And That's why I think the sequence method to break it down, reverse engineer is better, and maybe even to break the movie. And that's why it feels more serialized, right? And you both are uh, positing too that
1: like the Kazdens were like directly thinking of this structure when they wrote this. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah, 100%. Absolutely, they ha- you haven't, like, heard them say it, though, you're just... No, this is yeah, assumption. This, this
2: is just us illustrating the sequence. The I mean, way and, that and they really have... It. Also, That's they've done example. it
1: in, like, so many movies. Do you guys
2: mind no. me continuing to go? No, like, I think, okay, no. I just like no. I,
1: I we, you know what? We hardly ever go through the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So no, like let's fucking do no, it. I'm, I'm, um, I'm more just doubling down on what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because curious,
2: Jimmy's shut up. No, <laughs> no, no. no, that's no. I was just
1: curious if you guys were like kind of a guessing game here on what the chas- was going through the Kazan's mind was structured. It is
3: guessing, well, but I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious to, they were doing this. Okay, to, I mean, to me. As, as a person who deconstructs day. No, the more you talk, day, the more I
1: see this in the indie movies and in, in the movies It's in original. all movies, it, dude. But in their movies in especially. In their movies especially. Yeah, yeah
3: definitely. Yeah. Um, and their movies have inspired a lot of other movies. Like <laughs> right. Luga. They kind of broke the book, so <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, So then so then. But but that's what I love about the midpoint is because it does sort of serve as like a false, a false victory. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, okay, we're alive. We're survival. Our freedom is still present. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. it does all the things a good midpoint should do. Mm -hmm. And it gives us a clear um, new question and new main goal for them to do. Okay, so the next would, see, Which
1: is, can they do?
3: Can they do all of these little things? So it's a bunch of little mini goals. <laughs> so,
1: so it's a chunk with eight new chunks inside <laughs> yeah, of it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and right. that's, okay yeah, because, that's okay because. Yeah. Where, it's a the heist. A should have all of Where huh? I
3: see a lot of scripts that I get uh, fall off the rails, mm-hmm. not to be punny, um, is at this point in the story. And yeah. that's because they haven't figured out how to make it interesting to get to the end point right and so how you one way to do that is to come up with a bunch of little goals yeah
2: raiders seems like the perfect example he needs to get marion to get the headpiece to get the staff rod to put in the map room to get the you know all those little things yeah
3: but they make it interesting Mm -hmm. um okay so then the sequence e which is the fifth one um is all about lando And that is we got to find Lando because he's got a ship that's fast enough to do this job. And so the question is, will they convince Lando to join their mission so they can use this ship to complete the rest of their task? And they mm-hmm. do. They answer it. Yes, they get the ship while and doing
1: some, uh, you know, backpedaling with the, the franchise. Oh yeah, the franchise they, mythology, they but up, they use it in a way. You know,
3: there was it was dramatic because you had like all the trials and tribulations at the table, all that good stuff. But it's its own sequence. It's like ten minutes long. I didn't time it with a stopwatch, but I definitely looked. No, it feels. Um, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. That's how I know that the, there's an extra sequence because okay. I literally was like, "I'm pretty sure this is this is too long," and, and so I timed. It. I, I um, saw. I just
1: want to say I saw this with Jimmy the first time, <laughs> and I walked out and watch. I had no clue how much he liked this movie. <laughs> I kept oh. my mouth shut. I did not. I, I was underestimate. I thought you were like lukewarm at best. <laughs> so this is very intriguing. Oh, good. Yeah. Um,
3: okay. So then, so will they convince Landa to join their mission to use his ship? Yes, they do it's a visual goal and they give us an answer okay so then the next one is the kessel mines heist right and it's like also it's a it feels more like any of the other uh sequences like a mini
2: movie right everyone's a location shift right yeah and there you go there's a
3: location shift Uh, yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um
2: i had not thought of that i like that um
1: and you have like so, you have a few like separate mini movies happening in this with different characters, right? They have, all the characters and even L three has like her right. own movie going on, right? Yeah, <laughs> separately, yeah,
3: but. You, we know what they're trying to do yeah. and that's what matters mm-hmm. they they make it
2: clear it's clarity it, almost like a chapter in a book too yeah. you can you can split the pov you can fracture it so yeah. maybe it started as solo's pov and now it's fractured into like four And that's okay so, that,
1: that works really well Jamie, that yeah. might be actually almost a better way to frame it for like students mm-hmm. yeah. Know, yeah chapters the and books yeah. you know, yeah. better than like yeah. sequences this is like lando's chapter this is cuz you know yeah, a chapter yeah. in a book is a definitive Point of ending for like you know when you're That's actually a good going point. through the story. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, use that. Okay, so then the next one, and this is the
3: one that the first time I saw the movie. I didn't think of this as its own sequence. So, so okay. So the Kessel. Let's go back. Kessel Mines heist is: will the team steal the unrefined hyperfuel? Yes. From the Kessel Mine vaults and transport it without exploding it, right? right? So that's like that. That and the answer is yes. They 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 steal it, but then there's an extra sequence. And in first time I saw this, I didn't think of it as an extra sequence, but it's like nine minutes long in itself, and that is the Kessel Run where they yeah. have to get and they have to oh I definitely thought of that as separate dude I never I experienced I it did. as part of the Kessel Mine mm. thing like
1: yeah and the second time I was like holy shit this thing is it's own 10 minute beast T- yeah. TMI I had to go to the bathroom really bad the second <laughs> time I saw it but I knew this, this I love this part so much <laughs> That I actually just sat in pain <laughs> and waited. That's my favorite like, sequence. Right. In the I movie. was like, I'm not going to sit through this whole movie and miss my favorite part.
3: Because you're finally seeing all you're... those little promises of this particular premise. Well, like Khan and Chewie me, piloting the Falcon.
1: The, the, the yeah, right. But for, it, for me, summer. it's not even that. I just really like the way this was handled. It's so intensely weird. Yeah. Oh and oh the my way God. they Cthulhu? did it. <laughs> It's, it's rare when I can say that a franchise goes back and does something and it doesn't look or sound or feel anything like I imagined it. Awesome. The Kessel Run to me was not what that was. Yeah. So the whole thing was surprising when I saw it.
3: And what, what an important sequence to nail in this movie. Right. right. The Kessel Run. It's like yeah. the one, one of the few things we know like a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so the question of that is, will Han pilot the Falcon out of the, the whirlpool, the gravity hole? And yes, he does. Mm -hmm. And we see all that and that's its own thing. Okay. So here's, I'm calling, I call the next one, the snooze fest. Okay. Okay. So this is the one and I timed it. It's like 11 minutes long. Um, That is, okay. Okay. Get the coaxium refined at Savarine, yeah. in the desert, right? Yeah. So which
1: is answered immediately because they just cut to shots of them <laughs> right, just refining right. Well, it they just, refine it, right? Okay, it's refined. It's refined.
3: So the problem with this is, while it is eventful, while there is twists and turns in a movie that's filled with action and excitement, all of a sudden we are at the beginning of third act where things should really kick into gear, and it is ten minutes, eleven minutes. Of Talking Heads, mm-hmm. it's just eleven minutes of people standing and talking and nothing happening. There's there's uh, there's good news, bad news, there's aha moments, which I'll get to next, mm-hmm. but nothing really actually is going on visually. It's just eleven minutes of talking, and in a movie, this for me is the only part of this movie I don't like.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, strangely too, there is no real location shift. So much, now I mean, they go back into the into. Uh, dried bosses ship. Ship, yeah it's kind of this yeah. is the area that just kind of drags a little. it bit.
3: drags and and it's even, what made it feel like a tv show yeah all of a sudden it's yeah. like
2: whoa the airs pulled out
1: after that
3: awesome uh kessel run sequence that was really exciting yeah there's
1: yeah. there's few ways to top that though
3: no i know i yeah. know you're right i don't but... i
1: don't know what they would have done you know once you get back to the refinery i don't know no, what? No, so my suggestion would be
3: that. You, but I
1: understand that they were, they were trying
3: to. By set the way, up Jonathan
2: Casdem wrote that
3: part. John... <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's got some growing um, up to do. The right. uh, my suggestion would have been to. I mean, not like I'm a better writer than How dare Lawrence you, Kaston. Jimmy? <laughs> I, I, you could have combined the two into one thing. Like they wouldn't. They just didn't need to refine it. They could mm-hmm. just like deliver it. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have this whole ten, 11... Anyway. Um, so that's where the extra one is for me. That extra no, sequence. they needed the eleven minutes on. I know, cause... no, the story made it. The story earned it. It's just it was very unexpected. They could have made it a like, cooling temperature yeah, thing, yeah, I guess. But it doesn't matter. So that's yeah. the extra sequence for me. That's that's like this eleven minute thing that they're just standing in the desert talking for eleven minutes. It's
1: like so much until they get to drive
3: the until they get to the bosses and then 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 it kicks back into gear and then it's like. The, but the, the goal has changed now because originally they wanted to give it to him, but now they are trying to trick him into mm-hmm. taking and they make you think it's fake. So it's another cool but, question.
1: But do you, don't you feel like the push on this too is that the, the yes, the goal changed, but also sort of their morals as characters? Yeah, yeah. No, so it mean, doesn't matter.
3: Right? I mean, no, that's no, the reason. I, I was I saying mean, yeah, I was okay. saying that is a cool thing. Yeah, the, they, okay. they
1: shifted the to the question,
3: shifted. I think right. it's an it's an interesting change. Yeah, I like it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, For sure, they had to kind of reset the psychology. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. That's fine. All that
3: matters to me is that the question that we need to answer is clear. We understand what the fuck our characters are trying to achieve. That's all that matters. So anyway, there's... There's my breakdown of the sequences. That's good. That's solid. That's really that good.
1: That's extremely thorough.
2: Yeah, we've never done that before. We have yeah, not. I, yeah, oh. I, I tend to use the sequence method when is I first. Is that okay? <laughs> no, it's good. It's no, absolutely fine. I think, I think it's good. Yeah. I think this is the perfect movie to do it for. I've I've been using the sequence method a lot lately. I I come at it with all the baggage of having all the other you know save the cats, Trubies in mind and stuff. So I know what the things have to do. But I just find it a really easy way to crack a story. Like if all I have is okay, this is gonna be the hand solo Kessel Run movie, and <laughs> then I can just start breaking it down like what parts I need. And I I find it very useful. I, I Have oh you, you ever heard
1: the um um the Trey Parker method of writing? Oh yeah. Uh, if uh, instead of saying and then, and it's, then it's and then it's um Therefore, therefore, right, therefore, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then therefore this happens. Yeah, yeah. Not, and it then makes this everything happens. consequential. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you can't because...
2: you can't just swap two sequences so to speak. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, And, scenes, and with
1: these serialized movies, that really works out. Oh well. yeah, definitely yeah. everything yeah. And, is and consequential. To it the happens. Next well, thing. Yeah.
2: yeah. One advantage that, and Caston's one of the people that I love for this reason. So two of his movies that he's written. I couldn't really figure out how they were going to end like I, I you know how you watch a movie nowadays and you pretty much you're riding the rhythms of it you're, waiting you're, for you're ahead of it yeah yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah you're totally ahead of it you're totally ahead of it uh Kasdan had two movies Raiders of the Lost Ark I had no idea when it was going to end I I didn't know you know I've talked about that before um Empire Strikes Back I really didn't get a feel like it, it didn't feel like it was coming to a conclusion i was ready for or whatever even though it was very climactic right and i think it's because he approaches it at least these action movies from a kind of serialized yeah i'm gonna keep giving you action 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 and then yeah. i'm just gonna kind of give you a one big one and we're out yeah you know so i
3: think that's a good point yeah i never really thought about this, the this way follows it affects that the, format I, I think it yeah, does yeah. i think the one big one
2: is more um the personal big one you know it's like this one's personal in the end like yeah we'll, we'll do the personal one
3: yeah and then we'll get out so what it I don't know if you,
2: if you can recall it
3: at least, but I thought it did a good job, uh, Themet. So a couple other things I wanted to talk about is I'm not sure what the moral premise of this movie is, but there's definitely a lesson um, that
2: Han learns. And uh, like, what did you? It's it's funny. I didn't really catch a strong one from this because the one one of my problems with this movie, it feels like, and this is a problem other people have said, so this isn't unique to me. But it feels like. Han, Han. I call him Han. That's my that's my thing. Yeah, I, I say Han. Um, I, I say yeah. both. Uh, so you <laughs> I'm know, pretty sure it's Han, but it's, Han. It's the same guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he doesn't really have a huge arc in this movie to me. I think he starts out being kind of a a hero at heart, but a he has to, he lives in a world of villains, so he has to adjust. But in his heart, he has a code, and he's not going to do yeah. certain things. I. There's a part of me that wishes that we had seen the learning process where he learns to fire first. I don't think we see that. I think he'd, he'd fire first. I think you he's think the same. think he's checking the box. I, I think he's the same guy as he was I in the beginning. I feel
1: like we're, we're separate because I think, which I said to Jimmy when we saw it, Um, I like the fact that Han is kind of shallow as far as a character. Yeah. I never thought I, I don't. I didn't want him to it's, have that. It's much It's tricky. Of,
2: Can you imagine if they start him out as Luke Skywalker, some boring, <laughs> grab person? But I we'd be like, we hate that. We don't like that. That's not our Han our is Solo.
1: Simple, and he's like yeah. a rock. He's he's kind of always been and always will be Han Solo. You know. Yeah. He, of course, he's gonna have, be a human being and have decisions to make and feelings right. and emotions. But I don't want to see him. Be different, yeah, and turn
2: into Han Solo. So it's, I kind of yeah, like yeah. This movie, he it, was just... it would have been a trick. It would have been hard. I yeah. the only thing I could think of because a lot of reviewers who didn't like the movie. I I did like the movie a lot. A lot of reviewers I think we all like the movie. Yeah, we the table we right now. Yeah. they they said that you know prequels. This is the problem because we know who he is. So seeing him become that thing. Is not good? But I think it can be good. Like, I watched Better Call Saul. Yeah. And that's what that is. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a story. He's an interesting character to begin with. And he's going to turn into an even more interesting Interesting character. character, I think they could have done that here. The trick is... But
1: but Hunt was never that interesting later. He's just... He's a cowboy. He's not... You know what I mean? Like it's I, weird to me that people are like they attack the character. I'm like, <laughs> did you not see how those right. movies are written? Right. Like, right. he he is he's not he's not the main character of this series for a reason. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right?
1: I uh, okay. No, okay. sorry, sorry. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy has yeah. a theme.
3: I got lots, oh. man. Okay. So yeah, so like, Jimmy, okay. Jimmy has
1: papers. I got spread papers, all over guys. the table just so you cause guys can see Like in. Okay,
3: because I I really was shocked that I came out. Feeling what I felt,
1: I was so ready for you to hate this movie, and then
3: and then I watched it again, and I was like, no, everything I felt was exactly the same. I when I watched yeah. it the second time, I had the exact same experience. So I was like, I wasn't just projecting something cool onto this. So like, it's basically he goes from learning to trust no one to trust the loyal ones. Okay, so like, there's yeah. like, there's line like, uh, you put your faith in the wrong people hand. Right. Every single fucking choice that han makes in this movie the movie is and the events are pushing him to fend for himself but he actually fends for he risks his life and and makes he puts his life at risk in every single sequence and i'm not going to read them all but i fucking wrote them down in every single sequence he makes a choice to trust someone who has betrayed him already or has the potential to betray him And then he ends up paying the price for it later in the story. He is, like, betrayed by every single person in this story. And it even starts at the beginning, at the border... He trusts that that lady is gonna let Kira through. He's like, he's like, everything's gonna be okay. And she doesn't. She fucking does. She lets him through, and no, not the, the other. The movie person. builds him as a loner. Yeah, so it, it makes him into a loner. So he. Yeah. The lesson that I saw him learn is learn to put your faith in the right people instead of the wrong ones. Chewy, <laughs> chewy, right? <laughs> right so, yeah. so, so, like that's what's awesome is I was like not expecting any depth from this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is gonna be like popcorn fare. But I actually found depth in this movie, chewy., they both have inner and inner and outer goals, which we haven't really talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. before. And I think this is another good example, mm-hmm. good learning example. Your character doesn't have to have an inner and outer goal, but a, mm-hmm. but a really good character will have a need and a want, right? So, like, Chewie actually says it out loud what he wants. He wants to rescue enslaved Wookiees. Mm -hmm. We fucking see him achieve that. He has a whole, like, action scene where he does exactly what he said he wanted to do a few scenes before. Right. Right? So he achieves his want. And... He needs, we learn, he has lost his tribe, his family. So he needs family. And who does he find it? He finds it in Han. So there's Chewbacca. He has a fucking need and a want, and he achieves both. That's amazing, right? Mm -hmm, right. This movie didn't need that, but look what they did. Han is the same thing. Han says he wants to be a pilot, get his own ship, and travel the galaxy free from authority. He does that. We see him do all those things. What does he need? He says, I don't have people. He needs a tribe. He needs family. And he finds it in Chewbacca. Like, I didn't expect that from this movie. And I think it did both of those things. I think fucking Chewbacca and Han Solo had inner and external goals that, like, I wouldn't expect this movie to care to Mm -hmm. do. So, yeah, I think it's a good, good teaching example.
1: Yeah. I like the fact that Han and Chewie became natural friends. Yeah. it Like, yes, they, they kind of met in like a state of hell. But um, I was really worried as I was watching the movie the first time that it was going to like test their friendship in weird ways to make them earn their friendship. Uh-huh. Past the initial. You know yeah. what I mean? I It didn't. It just was like. Now these guys are buddies for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah, it felt very natural. It's, yeah, I like I like the smoothness of it. Yeah, I like the oh fact yeah, that... from
3: the from the end of the first yeah. scene, and I love that scene. Oh my gosh! Right, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it, it did. It didn't make it like falsely earned through pain. If that makes any sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I it, it didn't need that. <laughs> no, I, but it worried me. Right. You I thought they this, were going to do something. I walked
1: into this movie worried about a lot of things, and that was one of them. Where yeah. I was like, I "Don't, because then don't make that." So when I watch the original trilogy, I have to <laughs> think about all this horrible all the shit they had to do to yeah. become buddies. Like, can can we just have them be friends? And they, pretty, know, much they, they pretty much did that. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and uh, something I wanted to say too about well, the way I viewed this movie the second time, where um, I think as far as Han's concerned. Uh, well i don't i don't think he is a, a, a deep character i feel like this entire movie what it does best is it justifies that moment in a new hope when he shows up in the end battle yeah 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 i think i mean like i know it's kind of obviously do it but bro no like, it whole really movie, does like if, if there's one question the whole movie answered is like it's that one new hope is he is he really just leaving with the money yeah it's like they took a whole other movie just to tell you yeah he, he would yeah. return yeah <laughs> And it's a good call. Huh? I feel like it answers this forty-year-old question. It's yeah, really a good well. call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, it's written by the same people, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. No
2: duh. Yeah. The, the one thing, the one thing I ran into a problem with with this movie, and this is related a little bit to the sequence method, was how he just ran into the woman he was looking for. Let's randomly. talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No,
1: I, I yeah, I want to hear you. And they just kind
2: of... kind of punted the whole, you know, it was like, at first I was like, wow, they're doing a good job setting up a, an, a internal need that yeah. he's going to have to get the spaceship. And then like nothing, the easiest thing, uh, you know, he just sees her and they actually act kind of okay with each other. They're like old Facebook friends or yeah. something. They weren't even that, like she didn't even hug them or anything or, you know, it was like, okay. And I kind of get why, because, She's done things that you wouldn't right. want to know about, um, but yeah, that that was the one part of me I was like, okay, this isn't the three act structure I Dude. thought it was going to be. Yeah. That. So you were saying, so, yeah, Jimmy, you you're okay? Talking so about like, there's a rule. So there's
3: a rule, and Jamie, if I Jamie and I have talked about this in the past, I don't I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. We've talked about it outside because, uh, like the the rule is and i don't know i think rossio is the guy who makes a statement about this coincidence rule you get one coincidence i mean it's not yeah. his rule but yeah, him, yeah. he he articulates it one well.
2: coincidence and it's often the inciting incident or the catalyst right it's the catalyst Usually. it's
3: like the the thing that the movie sometimes not but grows sometimes. out of. Yeah. and this one makes this weird ass decision i think it's a really weird decision i agree with you i did not like it at all it saves it so it's like it is the only coincidence in the movie, so t- technically, by definition, we should forgive it because that's what the audience does. We usually forgive one, but it take it's so late in the movie that it's like this is this is way too easy. Yeah, and
2: totally... and,
1: and just to re- clarify, we're talking about the moment they meet each other. Yeah, when ship, Kira on, just on... so
3: happens to be okay, was... on Dryden Voss's ship, just so happens to be because yeah. the story needs her to yeah. be. Yeah.
2: It's it's lazy.
1: Hey, what's up? Oh, hi. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh,
2: that whole thing we thought we were going to be spending the movie trying to figure out. Right, she's here, which is
1: like the only kind of subversive reason I kind of like it because it was like, oh, so the movie we were gonna watch is not happening. Right, because that is gonna gonna be different. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, And and tonally, there are certain movies that support that. So I think a lot the Marvel movies go a long way to. Being okay that Thor's just floating in space <laughs> near the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that works. and because they, they're, they're serialized, he's they the body they hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's like it's it, you know it's questionable whether that's in. in uh, to be fair, though, they De- weren't
1: looking for Thor, that, that, yeah, that, right? That, 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 right. Even though we know that they're all they know meet. Thanos, he knows yeah. they're in the yeah. universe. Yeah, I know. You know yeah, I know. I know. they have a lot um, in common, in,
3: in, they need each other. I'm yeah. just um,
1: saying their goal wasn't looking for in the words of Deadpool. Lazy writing. Yeah, but it. You know, I, it, it works. Doesn't,
2: it doesn't kill you because because it's around <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Tonally it's established that this is a stylized artificial universe. Right. I think this Star Wars universe is slightly to the right on the meter. Right. You know, I agree with you. They're slightly a little more serious, so slightly a little more right. realistic.
3: Everything feels so, real even so, in its own world. So again,
2: it it's the one thing but it was kind of a weird reboot it felt strange yeah it felt i agree it didn't feel like nuanced or organic it just felt a little once again
1: i kind of i like the cat he likes i really just it was like oh there she is (laughs)
0: like okay
1: like what the fuck on one hand it is lazy but it's almost like they it's so obvious that they just wanted to do that Mm -hmm. like oh Mm -hmm. she's here (laughs) okay
2: it could happen it could <laughs> it i could. guess yeah. I guess. well how nice for well, the storyteller I, I mean that's why if you have one if you have one coincidence it can be the story of your life it's not like all those things happen to, right. to make it happen but that one time you ran into the girl from your past that's what the that's story's what story so is about so that's why it's okay because yeah. that is what a story is yeah so if it, it's okay like, if, if, it's... if i said what's the story of your life jimmy and you said that time I ran into Harrison Ford at the mall and we partied all night. <laughs> the random part is you running into Harrison Ford right. in that in that yeah. aspect. Or maybe not. I mean, yeah. yeah. People have yeah. real anecdotes that that No, it's that, true. That Coincidence does that's, happen that's, in life. I was life. looking
1: that's for this person. I lost and touch with them and and I ran into And that's why I think day. we
3: forgive one. Yeah. yeah. We forgive one, but when the story starts piling it up and I'll read a it's lot of math, scripts, dude. it's a huge part of like, One of my main criteria when I go through a script is how many things are convenient
2: for the storyteller, but not motivated by what we're seeing. it can become yeah. if you have too many coincidences, it can become like listening to somebody's dream. Yeah. Where you're like, I was in twelfth grade and then this person showed up and then this happened and then I moved into a haunted <laughs> house and it's like, okay, I don't know. So you keep stacking the coincidences, yeah. that's what it ends up doing. Yeah.
1: Once again, bring up Deadpool because then you get you throw like the reason that franchise is great, now you throw in domino and now you've got a coincidence explainer. Right. And that <laughs> that, like, that motivates everything. <laughs>
3: everything yeah. everything becomes motivated by her powers. Right. Yeah and it makes sense yeah
2: um, but and I, I think that there's that scale that I talk about that Robert McGee scale with the anti-plot down in the corner and the anti-plot is full of coincidence. yeah so that is that is things like he mentions in his book Wayne's World could be anti-plot right and I think Deadpool is getting closer to the anti-plot and, and like the, you said that fits the tone of even that Wayne's story It's Wayne's kind of a
1: meta it is uh, humor to and it and that too, fits so. the world of that story it does too. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't yeah. think and I don't think plot was ever the reason people love Wayne's World no, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you can, you can handle, a dude. It's got a too. great plot. Yeah. <laughs> I love the plot of Wayne's I, World.
2: I would think something like scary movie would fall in the anti-plot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely.
3: Um, but it, I agree with you. With the it, here, it did not work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went along with it because I enjoyed the ride. But it was the one I'm agreeing. That it took doesn't
1: work. Out. I'm saying I like it.
2: Okay, right? good.
1: Good. I, it doesn't, but I, it, it's a bad, sloppy decision. Good. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. like the fact that it was like, oh, hey. <laughs> you,
2: you, know what it, you know what it felt like to me? It felt like, have you ever watched a television show and they switch showrunners mid-season? <laughs> yeah. And yep. they suddenly just can all the plots that were going yep. before yeah, one yeah. episode. None and then of they move that on? matters. That's Do you think this worse.
1: coincidence with Kira is like a leftover from the Lord Miller something uh, or other?
2: I, honestly, if I didn't know better, that's what it feels like. And I don't know about it. Either. Or they were trying but to yeah. fix something they couldn't To me when I see things like that, it feels like they come down to a crossroads and they can't figure out the organic way to do it. So they right. just say we're okay with it, we're compromised. we'll compromise, we'll do it we'll, this we'll way. We'll figure out a way to make um, it work. Let me ask you this. I don't think I don't know. I'm uh, giving Kazdin some credit and saying I don't nah, want to spend I don't want to spend too
1: much time on it, but like uh, if you guys had to just go in there and try to fix this little oh, problem, shit. what would you what would you think to do first? Because it I would have to be some sort of message to Han or...
2: Well, yeah, usually it's like you, she she tried to get Han. You know what I mean? Or she's like, the one that hired... She manipulated the situation to get him. Or he knew about her. Like he manipulated his way on the yeah. Dryden Voss's ship. It would be something... You reverse engineer well, it. Yeah.
1: But, in the, yeah, but in this case, Dryden Voss has no clue that he's with them until he yeah. shows up. Yeah. So you'd have to reverse engineer even further back. Yeah.
3: It would just be all. It would back-tracking. change a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So, so there's no real yeah. quick fix. No, there's, there's no, no
1: line of dialogue. Usually, like, oh, I got this email. <laughs> usually, <laughs> right. when
3: there's a coincidence that that happens that makes no sense, it's not an easy fix because right. it that coincidence be is nec- the reason. The, yeah,
1: exactly. They had to do the coincidence because otherwise, they have to fix yeah, everything exactly. Else. It, right. Yeah.
3: So it's a symptom of a bigger problem usually.
2: Um,
3: but yeah yeah
2: anything else any other i
3: mean i had something but it's it i think we've d- done enough going through that sequence is a lot the ahas i mean mm-hmm. there's so many dude the ahas. i
1: i mean i think addressing them okay briefly, so 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 another thing the, are, yeah. You, yeah. 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 are you finally yeah. yeah so I
3: think we should. Yeah. so so another thing that um and it kind of goes in line with the good news bad news but not really it's really no good news in the whole third act it's all bad news mm-hmm. um So a lot of writers, a lot of new writers will have this like final act that's basically like, I call them aha moments. I'm not sure where I got that, but like, it's like, aha! I've definitely heard that before. The Scooby-Doo unmasking, right? Mm -hmm. But I'll read scripts that have like, Six, seven Scooby Doo unmaskings <laughs> in the last ten pages of the script, right? And you're like, and "It's not a but This guy was actually a man, a woman, and and this person was this and that. It's just like, like these the Palmas, major, like the Palmas, a uh, Mission these... Impossible type of thing. Yeah, I've yeah. actually read things that have six or seven of those in the five, ten, last ten pages. Yeah. But like, they they're massive reversals of expectation that pile on w- with one another and after two or three they lose their dramatic impact because it's like oh it's another mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. now it's the fourth one oh and by the fifth one you're like what the fuck once ever again,
1: once again oddly enough i think wayne's world does it to comedic <laughs> effect at the end of right wayne's to world. comedic yeah. effect right no but i'm right? saying we like, just brought it up they're It's like, funny like this but, is yeah. fucking
0: ridiculous
3: yeah it's playing right? with
1: exactly what you're talking about okay
3: so and it also kinda like could also go in line with it's basically like one high tower surprise after another, mm-hmm. right? This this thing has like a ten point finale. Yeah. Um, but so so this by my count, this has eight aha moments in the last fifteen
2: minutes of the movie. Okay. Eight. Wow.
1: Eight. And uh, what's the max recommended? I think aha two moments? or three. Okay. Right?
2: You know, a lot of times they align with your structural elements. Yeah. You know, like midpoint all is lost yeah um, high tower surprise <laughs> so usually you get three or four times yeah three tops. or four I, I and and i'm fine and i
3: think it's important to reverse expe- look yeah. reversing expectation is like everything that's like the key to good storytelling hey, right pool, so but it's like are. it's fucking like anvils from the sky these aren't these aren't deus ex mahinas but like it's just so much yeah. um
2: it, it's kind of like when we talked about death last time the more you resurrect people though it starts losing its it value. losing
1: its emotional impact yeah. right if I everyone know. is something else then no one is anything exactly
3: yeah. that's perfect bob right.
1: yeah okay so here we go here are all
3: of them. ready they're confronted by the pirates well at least we've got lando over there who can help us aha lando fucking leaves though so I, I did kind of
2: love the visual <laughs> oh i loved it oh, it was, it was hilarious. Hilarious. great it's yeah, it yeah, like yeah. aha lando's <laughs> leaving yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, all seems lost for Han and the others, but aha, unmasking, the pirates are trustworthy. They're good people. They're good people. Oh my gosh. It's Willow. Han's plan to fool Dryden (laughs) seems to be working, but aha, Beckett is secretly a bad guy and working against them all along. Oh, but guess what? uh dryden seems to have the upper hand and all seems lost but aha han and Chewie knew that beckett was bad all along and they planned for him to have that aha moment against them and then so it's aha it's decoy coaxium it's not real so there's another one then
1: yeah. aha it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right, right. Yeah, right. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: um Kira holds Han at knife point at knife point, and it looks like Han is a goner. But, aha, she betrays Dryden and kills Dryden all along she was with Han. But, she says, go save Chewie. I'm right behind you. But, aha, she's not right behind him. She is actually working for, aha, the Sith. And she's going to abandon him. And then one last one at the final, at the end, uh, he goes and confronts Beckett with to save Chewbacca, Han, and you think it's going to be one of these scenarios where Beckett talks his way out of it, but aha, Han shoots him. So it's
1: just like it's. Does fucking, who the Sith is count as aha? Or because huh? not story motivated. What? Who the specifically the Sith is? Oh well, yeah, is this, it, what, yeah, is that yeah, aha yeah. Is yeah. That... I. It's just so much, dude, and it's like you know what this all makes of those think of? things happen. This makes me think of the sloppiness of Max character in Indy Four. <laughs> That was like nothing but aha moments that were handled so badly. Where he kept, where he kept changing his allegiance to Indy during, yeah, scenes. yeah, during the ever. scenes. Yeah.
3: So for me, sorry, I just uh, two or three of, that, so. of those would have been
1: great. Yeah. There's
2: all of those happen in like the span it, of ten minutes. It's kind of funny. I can almost see them why they come up with them. Uh, some of them are story related, like Lando taking off. Others are more like. I feel franchise. like that was gag-related. Gag yeah, related. and it that was great, gag. but it was but the also, first one that ca- oh, it counts as an aha it, it, moment. It, oh, shit! It gets, it gets rid of him, you know? Like, we yeah. don't want to deal with him. We don't have another... So For let's la- get rid of him. A later date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, some of the other ones I I could see them arguing are like, well, that's how heist movies work, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. Because you could yeah. feel there's about three of them that are heist movie related, They're yeah. Ocean's Eleven in space. I think they're all cool on their own. Um, yeah, and then and then some of them are like franchise related, like yeah, like um, Darth Maul, Darth and stuff Maul, like that. the zip. Yeah, yeah.
3: So I f- f- maybe maybe other people would argue that they weren't aha moments. But just compiling them on one after the other. I think other, that's the
2: thing. They're stacked. They're so stacked.
3: Much. Yeah. The, the
1: change I I would make. Not once again. I'm not Lawrence anyone. Kasdan. <laughs> I'm not Lawrence Kasdan. I would have never made Beckett turn. I would have made Dryden Voss kill Beckett, mm. and I would have just done the ahas with the coaxium, and and I like Kira, that. and and just get rid of the Beckett Kat's stuff. Too. Dryden Voss kills Beckett. You know, just he, takes he, him out of the equation. Yeah, or Beckett lives. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. Him. I didn't need him to. Be a scumbag gotcha. in the end. I don't know if the movie built up to that being a, like a shock in any way. We I knew was, that was coming. Yeah, up. I was kind of like, eh, yeah, 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 yeah. His 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 turn was not interesting. Yeah, in and
3: turn. maybe maybe that's what they were thinking. They were thinking a lot of these like Kira killing Dryden. We think that's going to happen, so it's not yeah. that big of a deal, right? But it's just like like you said, and like I've been saying, it's the one on top of the mm-hmm. other. It's kind of it's just like you don't get it. It's sort of I'm like a, it's co- sort of like a comedy act, right? And yeah. a joke happens. And then you're laughing and you miss the other joke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the same effect. You're like, wait, that just happened. That's a pretty, that's a big deal. Wait, what just happened after that? You like, could you know actually I mean? fix
1: this in editing almost. Yeah. Like the coaxium fake out is enough. And then Akira just straight up attacks Dryden. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I mean? good. Like she make it faster. Need, you don't even give the moment where um, Han is pondering, is she going to hurt me or not? Or attack me? Right. You know what I'm saying? You just get rid of that. That's a good call. Yeah, you could have yeah. just edited the it. The Coaxium Fake work. Out is good enough by itself. Yeah, and it's a good one. And that Ooh, is more shit. in line with... Like, it's going to blow. That's mm-hmm. more in line with the adventure movie heist aesthetic than, yeah. than all the rest of the kind of housekeeping Star Wars bullshit. Right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. But
3: no, that's all. I, that's, I mean, I said a shit ton on this one. I'm, I am I took up the majority. Well, first did. off, good stop job. feeling guilty. Yeah, that's your. That's why you're here. <laughs> Only
1: Jimmy would feel guilty for talking to a mic too much during a podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's a awesome. lot to learn from this movie. We the all script. liked this movie. Yeah. Which I actually wasn't expecting. So, mm-hmm. no, surprised. I wasn't either. I was not, I was kind of expecting Jimmy to dislike it and me to be really lukewarm. Mm-hmm. You, Jamie, you're always the, the curveball in that. So,
2: I, I had a feeling I was going to like it, but, you know, and I kind of did. I, I liked it as much as I thought I was. And I, I kind of went into it with high hopes. I, I liked the, oh, the later trailers and. I liked Ron Howard, and I don't know.
1: It... It's a simple adventure movie done by a like a master worksman. Yeah. I didn't have high expectations. <laughs> you know, but... I love Ron Howard. I know I love Ron I Howard you. too, and I don't like some of his movies like a lot. But, Me too. <laughs> but I love so many of his movies so much. So yeah, he's like yeah. He's, he's kind of. I wish, I hope he gets another one that he can do from Inception. Oh, I would love. That, to that see isn't it isn't a mess. Like. But I don't know if we're going to ever that. I just get hope that. he makes
2: another Da Vinci Code movie because they're the bomb. <laughs>
1: oh, God.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, th- we're never you know, talking about that. I know I mentioned podcast. it, but like. What, not Tom Hanks fans? <laughs> Hanks. What's wrong with you?
1: If this was a bigger <laughs> hit, quote unquote, I would have gotten another Willow movie, too. Yeah, well, I, feel that's like, true. I feel like the box office has pretty much determined Will, that Willow is never happening again. That's okay. We don't I, need another Willow. I mean, Val I just,
2: Kilmer's pretty old, man. He's,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. He, yeah it would have been neat but a-
2: amazon might buy it make it into a tv series yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so true fine whatever <laughs> you guys got anything left to say on solo
2: uh, what do you what we learn i mean what's the lesson I, I i think this you know the sequence approach uh thinking about not only is it useful for us to you know break a story but also it might be pull out a different type of story from us it might pull out the sort of unpredictable like if you're worried about formula from these other structure methods maybe uh go down to the sequence approach and give it a try yeah i think that's a good call um
3: for me i learned that um if you throw your coincidence your one allowed coincidence in the middle of your movie instead of the beginning it doesn't work
2: yeah play your coincidence yeah play your coincidence
3: card early Preferably from the catalyst standpoint, make it the catalyst of your yeah, story.
2: Be a good poker player like Lando or whatever that game they play. Is. <laughs> I, yeah, what a weird device it is to have a weird of game that no, no one, one knows watching it understands, <laughs> and you have to
1: only cheer by the characters. Yeah, like, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Like he puts yeah. out a hand, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that, that is me. until somebody notes what it is. <laughs> so. Everybody goes, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Don't do that in your scripts yeah. either. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if I learned anything, um, I think, number one, I've learned way too much from you guys about Solo than I didn't think. I, I, You, you guys uh, define Solo and better than I think I ever could in my own brain. So thank you. Yeah. But I learned that uh, I really like serialized storytelling yeah. more than, than than three-act structure yeah. and Save the Cat stuff. I'm more a fan of this yeah. personally than I am. I like the chunks. It makes them interesting. Yeah, I like the fact that I like the fact that you can make eight short films yeah mm-hmm. into a film. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That seems way more manageable. Oh yeah. For a human brain than I've read Save the Cat and it to retain half that stuff is like You yeah, yeah you it,
3: spend a week on I mean, I don't know, everybody has their own different methods, but I will uh write Ten pages at a time. I'll write the sequence, and then yeah. I'll have eight different sequences. You get, and I'll have the you movie. Get a full-length movie, yeah.
2: and and you can Google the sequence approach. There's also a book. Yeah, uh, there's a guy Chris Soth but I think you have to buy like ten books. There's, there's a
3: guy a... named Paul. Go... It's <laughs> Paul books. Paul Joseph Galino. It's called Write sequences. Screenwrite. Can't they just
1: make instructional videos. Come on, <laughs> they That's... have those too. Uh, yeah. There's
3: a okay, so we'll say that then. Um, there is a DVD. This guy has a DVD and he has a book. Paul Joseph Galino, uh, Screenwriting: The Sequence Method. The DVD is like fifteen dollars and I want it's a like an want
1: HD. <laughs> it was recorded in like the early two thousands. Okay,
3: <laughs> but uh, those are very good resources. That's how I learned about this.
1: Yeah,
2: so. I, I read his book. He teaches at USC. Yeah, USC. It's the method yeah. that they use. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we just plugged
1: some other guy's thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think that's all we got on Solo. Yeah, man. I, that's all, all right. I got. Thank you for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. And, Internet, I hope you enjoy a positive review of Solo. Star Wars Story. You have just listened to Writers Blockbuster. A screenwriting podcast featuring two professionals and another guy. Available only on Thunderdrunt.